Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. We have a little bit of moving beyond the concept of the one, but it's been a long journey to get here. As I noticed that there are some amazing and interesting energies about, I'm trying for the umph time to share with you all that which is important on this concept. Okay, one, if you have a twin flame or twin flames, just uh, know that it is a true part of a journey for a mystic, but it is not saga, it is not drama, it is not uh, in any way, shape or form um, something that is obsessive. However, because pushy, from the external can look the same, an individual who is not aware of the difference between a functional adult versus a person who's a codependent type, and therefore that is a martyr or superior or a blamer, okay? And I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I wanted to say any person who tunes in if you are IHP quote-unquote material, it's you're a whole three-year-old heart you are a human love narrative, you know secure attachment, you know there's no evil devil in the way of the books, there's only people who could use a good therapist because we have a lot of people who have childhood trauma, abuse, neglect, uh, 4D mystics, they go around pushy, pushy, and they think they can tell other people who they are because they have clairs, so there's a lot of different areas that we can look into. The concept of the one... <clears throat> Whether you are polyamorous or monoamorous doesn't matter. Moving beyond it is a journey uh, for the ones who have the whole three-year-old heart. It's easy for us to go through it because we don't have unhealthy self-worth. We know that we are not superior or inferior to another human being, that they have a right to make their choices and we make ours. Okay, so on that note, with my lovely twin flames, I got to move into polyamory because they're special bonds. They each have a story. I've shared some throughout the years. I don't plan on sharing more of it in, in, in general, but I plan on trying to share the process of how easy it was for my nervous system and my brain, me, human being, Maria, with, yes, Claire's, but knowing that Claire's is one, something that sciences look into with spirituality and sciences coming together completely. And I always have had a relationship with the energetic imprint, but I also have always had a relationship with my self-esteem and I have not shied away from being a functional adult. And so when people have said, you shouldn't tell people about your mysticism or your dreams or your clairs or your crystals or your tarot or any of it, I'm always like, why, 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 why? <laughs> I'm not going to hide it. I don't have to. When it comes to twin flame and flames and the oversoul, I shared with my girlfriends because obviously it's a, you know, intimate conversation and only with people who are mystics and the twin flames, they're not mystics. They do not navigate the, the oversoul Claire community, meaning they don't have a relationship with it. So the ones who do, the ones who do that are part of my oversoul, they're not the twin flames. They are others. They are soulmates. 
and they are beautiful and yes it's special to be able to share about your oversoul stuff with people who take you seriously that's why you hear my tone it's because <clears throat> it's sweet to know that when you are talking about aspects that have taken place that you know someone hears you and doesn't ridicule you and that's special because that's when the felt sense of self of you has been welcomed by another and because being a mystic again I say woo-woo out of respect for academics but it is not woo-woo for us to perceive our oversoul it's not a gift that makes us anointed either like the 4d does no it doesn't have given us superpowers nobody has superpowers the only ones who need superpowers are people who have a super villain that they're fighting and they're trying to rescue themselves and they're a codependent type person who doesn't realize that they still have unresolved trauma and that's where i'm going to leave it or trust breaks it doesn't have to be childhood trauma in the way of um, that but it is going to be a trust break i don't trust people i always do everything for everyone why does nobody ever listen to me my heart is broken and everybody's breaking and that's what it sounds like to us okay so the concept of the one i was a teenager and i'm like what's wrong with all of you uh don't you know that it's an even uh i'm here you're here we're all here okay so this is what it means to be a securely attached person i don't need your approval of me <laughs> don't actually try to give me approval i didn't ask you what are you doing don't get in my space yes i want your help i don't need your approval those are two different things I don't need you to protect me. You're not going to be able to be around all the time. Don't bullshit me by saying you're going to be here all the time. It's not true. You're not. You can't. Physically, mathematically. In what ways do you want me to spell it out? Okay, so we don't like bullshit. And we eventually learn how not to say anything because people are so inconsistent with themselves that we just learn how to say, well, in time I'll see. Time will show me if you know how to be a doer and a dreamer and actually first of all a dreamer since i'm a mystic woo woo i can't be with a doer i need a dreamer first and the doer comes after but obviously if you're a dreamer not a doer but here is the thing a securely attached person i will make use of the dreamer a lot more than i will of the doer because we live from our hearts and i am serious right now a securely attached whole three-year-old heart lives the dream of your own fairy tale because you're creating it every step of the way and it isn't because you don't know how to be vulnerable. No, you know exactly how to be vulnerable. That's my point. Because you have secure attachment. So you also know when somebody is not being vulnerable with you. And you don't ask. It's not our business. But you do make people aware of where you're at with how you feel about it. Because we're not liars. Okay, so... The ability to speak up is easy, which is why, let me give you the example of the difference between the martyrs and superiors and blamers, the codependent type, low self-esteem, indirect communication, passive-aggressive, and that they manipulate, that will be pushy, and they will say something along the lines of, I know that you're lying to me because I am a mystic and I have clairs. And I am going to tell you that you need help because you are a person who is troubled. 
and I'm going to tell you that you should go get therapy, and I'm going to tell you if you don't do this, then you need to do that, and I'm going to tell you "Mm, this is not good enough. I'm going to tell you I had a dream last night. You're not doing what the universe wants you to do. Mm -mm -mm. I'm going to tell you how to live every fucking step of the way, and if you don't trust me, I'm going to say so. This is a type of person who, why don't you listen to me? I always tell you what to do. You don't listen to me. Shame on you. Shame on you. You know what? You're my twin flame, but you won't be with me this lifetime because you're not doing the right work. You should go to a better psychologist. I think you need help, and I think that I'm better than you in every way, shape, or form because I got clears. Don't you see? I'm anointed. Look, I'm a pretty anointed male, female, don't matter. They, I have clears. I'm special. You're not, but yeah, I I attract you, you attract me because, you know, I heal people. So that's a person that is in the shame, blame, fault, and revenge, unresolved trauma, to say the least, and a lot more going on. Okay, so here is what I will try my best to do, which again can sound the same because of the tone, which comes from a person who's in a ventral vagal nervous system. I know you don't believe that I have these so-called clairs and that I don't dream in a way that is more than just dreams. I know you don't believe me. I know you don't believe in the plane of infinite possibilities. I understand that. I know you don't believe in people perceiving things. I know that you are a practical person who thinks that logic is the only way. I'm telling you, though, that I do have these experiences. They're not just bullshit, and something's up, and I'm just trying to figure out how you're doing, what's going on, where is the situation, okay? So in the years where my clairs got activated, there were different types of conversations that I held, and in a series of events, eventually led myself to know not to because of different types of people, not just Twin Flames, not responding in a way of, mm, it just makes sense. They don't trust it. They think it's woo-woo. So again, learning how to harness what you pick up on is actually part of you learning how to become emotionally mature for my lovely 5D mystics. It's, It's you choose how to handle what comes up. Because the reality is, and in most of the cases, that's why it wasn't for me personally a big deal, It was sad to be accused of wanting uh, not the well-being of my loved ones, but that makes sense because, again, people don't believe in in the clairs unless they experience it. And even if you believe in it, to bring it to such an extreme is unnecessary. So when I have had people tell me that they have shared with the people who are their twin flames and their people are not mystics, and so they explain to them, and they this is this is called the martyr or superior. It's like saying to somebody, you know what, I am learning all about trauma, and this is where Patrick Tiahan has mentioned this one before, and I learn here, 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 these are all the courses, here's all the certificates I have, and based on what I've learned, this is what I'm noticing in you. I, I'm diagnosing you right now. Yep, I'm going to do it. I'm going to spell out to you your attachment wound. This is, and so I'm going to tell you, you need therapy. You need therapy. No, not, not me. Or, you know what? Okay, fine. Let's all go together. But you need it. The point here is the person doing that is actually not able to let go of a person. A person is not your baby. 
twin flame, not twin flame. I mean, if you're a kid, as a teenager, I did things, I was corrected, and I'm thankful because the minute somebody was like, uh, why are you telling people what to do with their life? I was like, wait a minute, that's right. I don't want people to tell me what to do with my life. I'm a hypocrite if I keep doing it. Hmm. You're right. Thank you for pointing it out. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I just started to shut my fucking mouth. That was it because it's fair and square. Once I got older, that didn't change, but I'm not going to hide my feelings or my thoughts or who I am. So for me, as a mystic, my loved ones are going to know about my mysticism because I'm not ashamed of it. But I also can respect and understand false quote-unquote accusations because it makes sense. That's all. So people can have doubts. It's called, I don't trust you, and it's called, okay, then I am obviously not in the book of the people that will be in your life in an intimate way because you can't trust me. That's straightforward as it gets. Okay, so 4D, they do different things, and they think that their clairs basically tell them the truth, and then they also just, again, I gave you examples. So there's a difference. Pushy is... All people who basically insist on something, but if I'm trying to insist on having a conversation with you, there's going to be a different approach than if I'm trying to tell you that you're a piece of shit or that you're broken or that you need to fix or whatever. So if somebody needs to make statements and say, this is what you are, this is why I'm right, this, that's an adaptive child trying to get seen and to say... Okay, I'm going to pat you on the back. And, and really, there's a lot more to that. Attachment wounds. Okay, so I, I'm done with the example of the people that don't know how to live relationships with love. And let's move into happy land. Because seriously, the human suffering bit, it's so much teenager to me. And I do know that there's good therapists helping people who want to move into their securely attached bodies. Okay, so for us, we already move into it. I do emotional body regulation skills when the master class is out because we do the intergrowth mindset and that means you know how to have healthy self-worth or you move towards self-empowerment and we talk about that too and moving beyond the concept of the one isn't hard for those of us who actually know that we are worthy even without a person <laughs> and i mean this i'm going to share a story so you all know about my teenage boyfriend story and i don't want to keep sharing that one for my regular listeners i feel bad but I'm going to share one of the most recent events that took place, which was when a lovely family member of this person, and they're a father figure to me. <laughs> and every time they see me, we always have a good time. And the most recent, which I forget, it was a couple years ago, I think. So it was a couple years ago, and they know a little bit about my Claire's. In fact, I actually gave them... Reiki because they were having a toothache at that time and I um, also chit-chatted but the first thing they said to me <laughs> was are you uh, still half or something like that and I said no I'm whole and they're like oh but who is it and I was like no I, I I'm a whole person <laughs> all my all I knew what he meant I was teasing him because he teases me every time he sees me because he wants to know, because in his mind, and that's where we live in a mononormative. We live in a world where a person who is single, or polyamorous for that matter, is a person who has problems, is a person who is seen by people as either you have problems or you got people highlighting it like it's some type of <laughs> superpower. Okay, so actual securely attached 
women, men, and theys don't go around talking about our love life like it's a superpower to be single. So I'm not smarter than any other person. I'm not closed and cold and traumatized. Every human being who fits within their own uh, life as a securely attached person will come tell you in a very most likely humorous way why they are where they are at because that's how it works when you are a functional adult who's securely attached, who has healthy self-worth. And so you're not seeking to have bystanders applaud you for the lifestyle you lead, your nervous system. My zero one-year-old doesn't seek for my society's approval, meaning the entire world, and my family is obviously the first immediate. I don't need them to say, you're good to be polyamorous and a mystic, Maria. No, I don't need them to say anything, actually. If they want to say something, I, I have learned how to listen to people. And I know how to use my nervous system in my lovely enlightenment soul age group vibration, which is a ventral vagal nervous system. I get to get better and better at it, especially when people bring up questions and or comments about my love life. And so in this case, this beautiful human being, every time they see me, I have fun teasing them. And in this case, I tease them as they said, so are you still half a person <laughs> or a half? And I'm like, hmm. So as soon as they were done, I was done teasing them. I'm like, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, I'm still single. That's what I said to them. I, I didn't have the word polyamory. Next time I see them, I'm like, guess what? I'm polyamorous. No, I actually, so here on a, on a serious note, I don't think I will mention that to this human being. They are a gentleman of a certain age and they are a father figure and they are not a type of father figure that would say much. <laughs> they, in fact, they would listen to me, but I know that their lifestyle is a little bit different. So it wouldn't be now. It would have to be way later on. And really, this is that part. Is it necessary for me to share with somebody who cannot conceptualize something, something that is unimportant? And so this is the part of where when you are living a life in the way that you want, you don't have to always share with everyone everything. So for the part about the one, one, we move beyond the concept. This is any person who moves into knowing a person who's going to be your ideal partner. For polyamory, it means they accept that you're polyamory. For monoamory, they accept you for who you are. It's always the same equation. Conceptually, you know that in time, you are going to be able to see that you're a perfect match. That's common sense because only time gives you the ability to know of how unconditionally loved you are with your flaws and imperfections and each other can support safe haven, secure base and not be pushy like those who have low self-esteem, indirect communication and are actually not emotionally available. They are not vulnerable. They don't know how to talk about their flaws and imperfections. They don't know how to talk about if they have some situation going on. And they don't know how to actually be the person who can know you are one of a kind. Independently from if I'm polyamory, nobody can be you. And nobody can be another person, which is why if I have a handful of people that I love more than, you know, just friends, if you will and you feel threatened by it, there's conversations that happen. 
and there's no need to create a, uh, you have to go down the path of no, loving means there's only the one. Okay, now I want to share, I got here in time because of different special lovers that I have, and I say special because they each are people that mean a lot to me, and they always do and always will. And that's the part of what makes me personally polyamorous. Other people have a different reason for it. As a mystic also, I have a relationship with my oversoul, which is why, again, I tease the lovely gentleman, but at the same time, I don't tease. If they ask me serious questions, I will just start answering them and explaining myself because I can't. Why wouldn't I? But I don't need their approval. So I don't feel ashamed if they don't get it. I don't feel like I should change my polyamory status to monoamory. And when people with the twin flame, for example, in the instance I've shared with you, my lovely regular listeners, I think it was in a couple episodes ago or maybe yesterday's or something, that being told that behind the scenes, an individual basically based on my twin flame story shared with people that they believe that I believed. They don't believe it anymore because they ended up meeting their twin flame. They spelled out that they believed that I didn't know love and that I have a problem. This is a psychological problem with love. And it was around one of my birthdays, an important birthday, and this is one of the individuals that I had been talking about my twin flame journey because at the time there was only one out of the three and then my Claire's and today this individual still comes to me with their story and it's uh, one twin flame and then they have soulmates and they're a mystic as well, a 4D1 and they are a person who could use the help of good therapy, but they don't want to get good therapy, and yet they consistently insist to try and get their, at this point for now, partner to do that. So here's where Patrick Tiahan is a perfect example of a healed childhood trauma survivor who's also a therapist who shares this type of dynamic and says this is a person that's projecting their childhood trauma and they're trying to save they can't let go of the i want to make a safe home for myself and you know i share information with this individual they are smart they have degrees they don't take any of it their clairs give them superpowers and they're here to heal the world and so they find it completely part of their mission to do this that they're doing and on that note Back to those of us who instead acknowledge that partnerships are when people accept each other for who they are, but you need to accept who you are first. So when you do do that, that's why we don't hide from our loved ones. But we also don't push upon them information and conversations that they don't find interesting or part of their journey. And that's something that I personally have been able to easily maintain a balance. Now, again, that doesn't mean not sharing the mysticism stuff, but 
actually needing to talk about uh, Twin Flames, that is not something that, um, no, I don't have to. I shared with people who I thought, in fact, were understanding, and in this case, some of them became people who just judged the situation based on their own projection. Because see, when you have your own idea about why somebody's doing what they're doing and you don't allow them to just be them, you're projecting your trust break. And people do that a lot. They project their romantic lifestyle choices and their idea of what love is onto other people in conversations. But if you're a grown-up, you know how to allow that person and those people to speak their mind because it's very important for them to get it off their chest. Once you allow someone to get it off their chest and you just leave it alone, you can move on with your life, by the way. So the people who have clairs and don't understand that we all can have clairs and that their clairs are not here to tell us what to do are 4D mystics. When it comes to the twin flame, it's not saga, it's not obsession, but people who do have that, it's because they're actually not only following the people who talk about it that way, but they also don't have healthy self-worth in the forefront. They have a situation and more of codependent type relationship behavior and patterns. For me personally, when I understood the situation or was told that this is the situation, I just learned that the person doesn't tell me the truth of what they think. That's all. And in fact, it just gave me the ability to become aware of how people don't know how to tell somebody what they think. That's something that doesn't happen once when you meet emotionally immature individuals. And transparency is only possible if you can be who you are, know how to say you're sorry if somebody takes offense, but also know how to know it's not your fault if somebody's projecting and not pointing it out either. So when I've had people, you should have known, da da da, I'm sorry. I would have known if I read your mind, but I can't read your mind. I am a mystic, but that doesn't mean I'm reading how you work emotionally and internally. So how did I know? I, I don't know. Oh, it's common sense. Well, no, it's not common sense for me. I'm so sorry you want me to just assume things. I don't assume things. I like to spell them out. Does that make me dumb? Fine, it makes me dumb. I don't, I, I, I don't have an issue with, with where do we want to go next? Are, are we done? <laughs> so the part about concepts, very straightforward, how to allow yourself to move beyond any type of way a person can twist words when they are upset and you're not. And that's why when you're not upset, healthy self-worth sounds a lot like a person who, to those who have insecurities, they don't know how to handle us. And we know how to handle pretty much any approach. And I'm, now I'm laughing. Okay, so my lovely family members, there's something that they love to remind me of, and I know it's true, is that if I want to keep you talking, oh, I can become the most annoying grown-up who's still a child. And when I was a child, I learned how not to do it because I don't want to be annoying. But to this day, if I want to keep talking, oh, you, you, got, you got yourself a even though I wouldn't do it anymore. The, the reality is I don't enjoy being annoying, but really even as a kid, I wasn't trying to be annoying. I just like 
to play with words and I don't back down, why would I? I have nothing to back down for. And that's the lovely ability to use your inner child with your adult self and your left and right mode because my gut and heart don't feel broken or ashamed. Okay, so having fun open-heartedly is why people will look at some people and think of them as weirdos, but we won't feel that we're weirdos. We'll just know, okay, some people think I'm a weirdo. I don't think I'm a weirdo. Obviously, in time, you move here. So as a kid growing up, oh, I'm different. Oh, I'm different. No, I'm not different. And as you get to become mature, you know we're all the same. And we are all the same and different at the same time. So when polyamory for me came around, it was because I learned of the term. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm solo poly. Hmm. I think I'm also great. Hey, oh, wow, this is great. Now I have a way that I can just say what I am. And that way I don't have to worry about any person misunderstanding me. Even though, again, that's actually not something that happens when grown-ups get together. They get to speak like grown-ups do. And that means have conversations. So when people want to build a life with each other, it's not based on them being the one. It's based on them choosing that you're their one as well. And when that happens, we all know that that means two people who unconditionally love each other and start to decide together in a way that is not a competition. It's a heart-to-heart, and it's a meeting of the minds and the heart and uh, the ability to walk a path that allows two different individuals to simply put, share what is something that gets taken away from any of us at any given moment or second, which is very sad. And there's a lot of people that don't move into their restorative embodied self because they don't learn about good therapy. They don't learn about childhood trauma. And they don't learn about their nervous system. They learn about the ancient silverbacks who tell them to ignore their emotions. And on that note, like I said, we, the community here is a human love narrative. And so let me break it down again. We easily and without any confusion whatsoever know how to love ourselves first. And in no way, shape, or form put to the side ever, not even one of the emotions we feel. Okay, so here's where in moments of the one, as I began to uncover my other twin flames, things took place in a specific manner and way and Uh, We won't get into the specifics, but what I can share with you is that even though the, you know, because the one will mean the world, right? We have like that song of Tina Turner where it's, ah, what would my life be without you? Okay, so you feel you're going to die kind of thing, but you know it's not true. So I know that I personally can't die if the one gets away because they do get away, obviously. Okay, so grown-up will recognize I'm processing emotions, and I'm just trying to spell it out, because that's exactly how anytime there has been a breakup for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to process the emotions. It's kind of counterintuitive, I think is the right word, and so no, it's not suffering. It's, it's me having emotions that are going to come out, and I'm going to reconceptualize my future. Like, that's all that's happening, people. So for people who consider that trauma, they say post-traumatic growth. I don't consider it trauma because it wasn't any of what I've been quote-unquote through. It's not traumatic. 
Some people are going to say, well, you're just making up different words. Again, those are the same people who are human-splaining another person. So when somebody wants to tell you the words that you should use for your own life, nod your head and allow the teenager, emotional, adaptive child to be right so that they can leave you alone. Because, see, that's what annoying is. And as a grown-up, though, you learn how to be in the space of knowing, you know what, the right silence is a good one. Thank you. For being what? You're simply put as Zen master of yourself, people. It's called, I don't need my society's approval and my body doesn't need to become my three-year-old with the fists of, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. Stop telling me. Like that little video of the three-year-old that she's telling her parents, no, I didn't eat the dog poop. I didn't eat it. Or whatever it was she ate. We all have a three-year-old in us. So some of us learn how to not be that. I I don't say anything. Okay, Sure. So people who are smart, they notice things like this. One of my friends, they noticed, and I, when they noticed and they said, I can tell that there's more, I'm like, I don't think you want to hear it because I've been so used to people not actually being interested in how I think and feel the world. And this is one human being who I, I shared with them. I need to thank you for making me a lot more outspoken. Or, as I said, if I'm more outspoken, it's thanks to you, and it's because they're a masculine, I'm a feminine. We both have our own counterparts within us, but what I'm saying is they come from a completely different angle with life. And that's the beauty of complementing each other, and uh, the power of twos like that is just beautiful because of the way the brain can expand and then bring forth creativity. But um, the part that was just for me a beautiful gift, and I always tell them, is, is, the, is all of the fact that they're masculine with intellectual interest. And so the exchange is um, just full of amazing data points and emotions, and, and it's a whole thing. So <clears throat> what I was trying to get to is they, because of them and I having different, completely different spaces, um, being able to then realize that together we create a bigger picture that is supportive in general and just it's a nice thing to have, knowing that it's um, possible is what I'm trying to get at. Because it's easy if I have a feminine around to know that all is possible because we have a same, the same way to decipher things. It's uh, empowering once you can get the person and people who are actually opposite-minded you and see that you can bring harmony, that you're like, okay, wow, this is, this is just a dance of humanity. In fact, that is what it is. To be able and have people be grown-ups and talk about, for example, polyamory and monoamory without insulting each other but having fun. Even if somebody says, ah, oh, you're a whore, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Fine, okay. Yeah, sure, whatever. You don't know how to love when they're teasing. So I have a, a good friend of mine. This is another one. He teases. He doesn't mean any of it. He, he is trying to figure me out. That, that part I get. Because people who are not healthy self-worth, because they have insecurity, because they have trauma and attachment wounds, because they have some inner child there that is feeling un, unable to be able to love, 
because they feel they're going to be rejected, okay? So they're going to hide. This, this is a friend of mine. I told him, I said, stop making it look like I'm getting to know you because I know I'm not. You're getting to know me because I don't give a shit what you think about me, but I ain't getting to know you. Your heart's closed off, so don't bullshit me. And I told it to their face in a nice way and a fun way, and they acknowledged because, you know, people don't know how to lie each other when they're having a straightforward authentic transparent conversation no it's because the person got to know me and they trust me and they let me in a little bit if you will meaning they know that I'm harmless so they don't need to lie and that's the beauty of people that become friends we don't lie to each other the beauty of those of us who know shit is that we're like oh my gosh <laughs> in fact I told them I'm like thank goodness I'm so happy you're finally able to open up that's why it was a really nice outing, in fact. I could tell that they were just easy with themselves. And if there's one thing that makes people who are grown-ups inside happy is to see people to be able and be themselves. So it was nice to see my friend be able to trust. It was like the fourth time we find, or the fifth time or something like that, and, and they were treating me. The tone is what gives it away, people, because your ventral vagal nervous system is what your tone is. So I'm always in my ventral vagal because I don't need to hide who I am. I'm Maria, and people know that. So the people who doubt it, it's because they don't believe in people being able to be genuine. And if they get confused, then they get to see that there's nothing hiding behind the surface, and they get to become comfortable. And so on that note, um, I don't prefer personally being studied at all, but I have learned that people don't know how to be themselves, so I just don't try looking for anyone who can because, again, actually it's pretty straightforward. They're not. The majority of the people that I know have no intention of being vulnerable with others. Either they are only with their family or their spouse or whatever. They've got so many human suffering stories, it's not even funny. So, yeah, there's, there's a very big world that is out there from the people that I've met, they're all misaligned. They have, uh, you know, stuff that they, they have. Anyways, let me get back to other stuff. So, conceptually, moving beyond the one, I would say that's why I know most people want the one and I wish all people to find the one so that they can be happy and find solace. For the ones of us who are happy in life, we, we don't want the one. We, we will have thought there is a one because we got raised with it. I got raised with it. Then once you move into the whole twin flame journey, yeah, there is a one eventually if you get more than one twin flame. And that was the day where I was like, wait a minute, I thought there was only one. And I went to do some research just to figure out the oversoul. And that's when I was like, ah, okay, this makes a lot of more sense right now. Okay, I'm, I, I'm seeing that. Okay, so on that note, though, here's what the beauty is, my mystics. And if anybody is not a mystic, a mystic is... Basically, somebody who has Claire's not more special or less special, no, but we have a relationship with the sphere of energy. And this sphere of energy, also, there is a timeline. So I've been in the awareness of ascension for a long time, and it began in 2006. Do the math, it's 2023. I'll never forget my twin flame when I, when I first came in contact. It was just so out of this world. And I'm a very practical person. So in my mind, I'm like, you're just, you know, in this space because of X, Y, Z, D, F, G, because I know where I know them and I am trying to keep it private on purpose. But long story short, I was also beginning to understand about 
<clears throat> crystals and clairs and mysticism with one of my girlfriends who's now like my soul sister she is my soul sister and on that note i just remember uncovering the term twin flame they are not anywhere near mysticism none of the twin flames are and that's why i have not ever mentioned the word to any of them nor do i plan on because it's silly to objectify what is a beautiful relationship between people they have names and that's it and the part of how special they are they will know as they will also know if there are things that are in misalignment or whatnot but you know it's not ever anything that is misaligned in that way of the 4d plane now um so the thinking that you can't live without that's where i was going it actually is an experience that you will feel but there isn't the obsessive thinking that you see these people talking about in the stages no there's none of that there's actually choice points you get with each other and you get to keep on choosing together how to expand consciousness and how to become more of the person you want to be I've become more loving and those lovely twin flames have become what they want to be and we're not done because we are still breathing and living. So all of us have a sense of self that continues to expand and if you are a verb of you, you're expanding. If you are a noun of you, and so here's where when you are a person who is not using your left and right mode and you are a securely attached human being who can have flexible adaptive coherent energized and stable conversations and so you can accept mysticism polyamory all of today's 20 and 23 topics 2023 okay okay so if you're not able to be open to everything with the human love narrative you're not yet your restorative embodied self or your optimized human being version and you're not in the enlightenment soul age group okay So I'm going to put that to the side, which means you're going to believe potentially in only the concept of the one and not want to move beyond it. And that's your choice. For those of us who got the opportunity, like I was saying, no trauma. Don't ask me about my life as trauma. And anybody who's going to try and correct me, I'm going to nod my head. I learned how to nod my head and leave the three-year-olds the floor. And then I want to leave as soon as I can because you told me everything that I needed to know about me according to you which just gives me a mirror into your world and it's usually going to be the same world that I've heard from a lot of other people human suffering human suffering human suffering and it's like okay can I go now because I'm so numb in my brain from this I want to go have fun with people who know how to love and not this shit So on that note, that's where I am at with today's episode for you on moving beyond the concept of the one. What I get to do is to tease people that tease me and they think that I'm traumatized somehow versus not knowing that I have the most amazing of stories because of having love in a heart that knows exactly what I went through. I just have a window of welcome for emotions because I know how to navigate my nervous system. I got held with equanimity and I learned how to use inner growth as a mindset. That's why we talk about inner growth and mindset. And my implicit memory, my most happiest memory is my three-year-old self. And I learned how to organize to respect that other people don't know how to play life with their three-year-old because they have shit that they don't want to solve. I don't need to solve shit. I'm happy <laughs> and I love love. So yeah, you know, the whole concept of the one as a teenager, I'm like, really the world of you revolves around one person but you're only building a life with them like 
Don't you have other interests? Aren't you excited about other things? Why are you doing everything to make them happy? What, where do you go? What, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm going to laugh right now while thinking I'm only, simply put, a differentiated self that knows healthy self-worth people. That's all this is. Thank you, Terry Real, so much. Basil van der Kolk, Daniel Siegel, all the people who have taught me about how I personally am just a healthy, self-worth human being and the reason I didn't need to prove it to me and didn't need some perfect timing is because around you, when you have people who have so much self-doubt, seriously, like, again, it's mind-numbing to say the least. So, long story short, the one in the book of a securely attached person, you know what the one used to be? And it doesn't exist. I'm my one. I'm a solo, poly, secure person. I know how to make myself happy all the time. If I have a panic attack, I know how to work with myself. I plan on learning how to get more and more into being okay with being afraid of shit because I can do it way better than I've met any other person because all the human suffering stories are just beyond a reasonable doubt the most bumming experience that I can ever encounter every day. I don't need anyone who doesn't believe in humanity. I believe in humanity and know we can get to wherever we want. And I've personally moved beyond all concepts, including everything that's beyond this life. So long story short, till death this part meant something very specific with God, not the whole sin shit. <laughs> no, it was you and I have each other's back in a way that ensures that we can be the version of ourselves that we are most happy to be. And that means that you mentally, emotionally, and physically will always lift me up, never down. Not because you need to venerate me. I'm not a veneration piece of shit. No, do not put me on a pedestal and don't you dare be on a pedestal. It's called I'm Maria, and you are whatever your name is, and we are partners, which means that you help me to feel happy when I'm down, and I help you to feel happy when, I'm, when you're down, and we have compersion, and we don't have a competition, and I don't need to reassure you every single day of your fucking life, and if I have more people that I love, you don't need to feel more special than not because you have what is called secure attachment within yourself. So a person can consistently love when they are consistently in love with their self and know that there's only one of them. I'm a twin. There's only one of me all the same because I have a way that I navigate life. And you, all of my lovely listeners, there's only one of you. And the fact that you can't recognize that if you cannot means you don't have healthy self-worth yet. The day you know you have value just by breathing and you can do this without any need to believe in something and to then know in your heart of hearts, you know what? That's fucking right. You better love me for the way I am. Otherwise, fuck you. And in a way that is not cocky, no, in a way that's humble. This is your ventral vagal nervous system. You will notice the difference. Humble means feel your heart. Your heart needs to be open. And it's a very specific feeling. I notice mine because mine is always open because I chose to keep it open. And I've never felt unwanted. I've simply felt if I'm different and somebody doesn't like me, that's going to make me sad because I didn't create a connection. But I'm going to know how to move into happiness again because I'm happy already. 
They were a bonus. They are a bonus. People are always a bonus. And the minute that we are different just means that we're different. That's it. I'm not going to close my heart to you because you and I are different. No, my heart is always open to you like it was yesterday. I just know that we are not going to be a match. And so here's why. Again, we don't have a challenge moving beyond the concept of the one. When it comes to twin flames, there's no obsession. We don't need to be telling our people who they are. That's ridiculous. That's that's, you know, compersion. So as I said, I, as a solo poly, have always wanted one thing, and I will use my lovely twin flame as we move to one to three, and as I move to realizing every single one of the choice points they made, step by step by step, and energetically and mentally, and all, all of it, knowing that they were choosing something very specific, and every step of the way, I was happy for one thing and one thing alone. In fact, I'll never forget when I heard, because see, energetically, there was a click. And there's always a click when our loved ones, there's more than one of my oversoul pieces that I know they're in their solace. But it's a click, like a little puzzle piece. And it's a way that they, they found, they find their space. Is how they find where they're at home. And they're happy. Now... Don't ask me what it looks like to me because I'm in the enlightenment soul age group. I'm just saying I'll never forget the day where I heard that click and I knew the click. And in fact, I had confirmation of the click and my face smiled. And I smiled because of knowing that my loved one got what they wanted. And that's it. So that's always, even though it doesn't mean again that we smile at all because <laughs> no, meaning... If I have to go and talk about secure attachment, functional adult, and trauma stuff, which I'm not going to, I will know a lot of other things, but that's none of my business. It's none of my business, and it's also, by the way, nothing provable. So, conceptually speaking, if you ask a person, like one of my friends, how's it going? I love every single day of this, and they will tell you exactly what. And that's why their reality is what counts, not what a person can pick up on behind the scenes. It doesn't matter what I can pick up on. It's not the life that they are living or choosing, and I don't need to de de be the one telling them shit. The people who are martyrs or superiors have low self-esteem, my lovely listeners. Codependent is what they're called. They haven't figured out. They're not here to save shit. They're here to pay attention to, are you living the life you want? Or are you busy trying to be in another person's business? And what are you doing with your nervous system? Because when you're perceiving that your people are going through something, but they're settling, you are getting an opportunity. It's called to achieve your own ventral vagal nervous system and to move into your, if you want, enlightenment soul age group, you don't have to. You don't have to become the optimized version of yourself. So the 4D mystics, they do themselves a disservice. They don't figure this out. Okay, so personally, I figured out that it is none of my business. And what I can pick up on of my lovely Oversoul's journey, no matter what I'm picking up on, it's something that's going to be beautiful because they're choosing to live the life they want to live. Now, people who want to relate to me and so here's where my loved ones who know about my mysticism, they have been open and receptive to who I am and to my support 
it only is going to take place when they actually have communication with you. So what this means is that I speak to you something, I share with you something, right? Let's say I have a dream and you come back and want to have a conversation with me about it. And if you don't, but you are open to it, there's already something. But what I'm trying to say is, um, I'm, I'm trying to explain this one for my mystics. Uh, I personally have not done any of this because I've chosen the right silence. I use my clairs for the community. When I do tarot readings, when I come and channel guidance, I use it for you all, but I don't use it with my loved ones. I disengaged completely from in any of it. There's only one person that at this moment in time, I actually actively choose to allow myself a little bit of wiggle room, if you will, but it's not in any way, shape, or form in the way that... Um, I, at the beginning of my clairs, would share because of believing that it could support, and it did, it did, it supported to do a lot of things, but I recognize that the people who don't move into getting good trauma therapy don't do shit with that, and so I realized that what they ended up doing with a lot of those moments was just entering into spiritual bypass, and then they basically went ahead and started following the ancient silverbacks of 4D mystic land and uh, shiny, shiny. And in that moment, and in those moments, this is why I learned how to just leave it alone. So the only reason uh, when I say that there's a person, there might be a couple because I'm not pinpointing it, but they're not the ones. It's not about the concept, the ones. It's that in the oversoul, we will have people who we know can be um, supported. It's, it's like a hug. Okay, doesn't mean the person's doing anything with it, but the hug can get them through another day. And that's why it's important when we know that there are those who don't have that extra hug and they really need it, that you're going to give the extra hug. And that's why it's, it's actually wanting to support somebody. It's in the hopes that it makes a difference, but in the awareness, by the way, that it doesn't mean anything. Meaning that only if a person chooses to love their self and align themselves to a healthy inner and outer life and therefore for some to go to good therapy and to get their life together, so to become a doer and a dreamer. Yeah, so the hug is still worth it because of if a person doesn't have that and I will bring you to the Zen Master story and the non-disciples. When people are surrounded by ignorant people and people who have the habit of shaming, faulting, blaming, and pointing a finger at you, basically town folk mentality, you know, you kind of want to give a, pe a people, a person, a way out of that. And so any little bit can help to just allow some room. Education is what empowers and so does information. And because we are oversoul pieces, that part of what we can share by voice is important. And here, another note. You will always know when it's at least giving a little nudge because it will be received. Like with Reiki. When people want Reiki, they're open and the energy flows and flows and flows. When they're afraid of it or they don't want it, it doesn't. It stops, it blocks, it hitches, it glitches, okay? 
So when they don't want it, that means they're not prepared to move into more of their self. And again, so for the concept of the one, let's say somebody wants to stick to their idea of only there being one person versus being able to be open to there's love and people. And here, I'm going to raise my hand and let people know, again, the twin flame, there's no saga. Twin flame and flames and anyone from your oversoul will support you always in a very specific way. There's not a person, though, behind the scenes that has not secure attachment. So it's only if you are a whole three-year-old heart that you will make use of your twin flame flames in the way that the actual relationship is, which is to expand your consciousness to become more loving. And you'll see that. And in fact, you will know it's not a saga like they've made it out to be. So, But there's also, again, more than that one for those of you who move into the Enlightenment Soul Age group. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences. Call in or leave a message. Have a great day.